Hey, welcome back, everybody. Hold my bread. Another episode. I'm Matt Backus, and you are... Holding your bread. I am Matt Backus's co-host. I am the wonderful one, Mr. Joel Wachowski. It's good to be in your ears. It's good to be in your carbo, in your car stereos. Welcome to the Gluten Gang. So... It's time to gather around that campfire where it looks like the scene in Dennis the Menace. Things are times are that tough. It is time to carbo load. Welcome to Hold My Bread, the one thousand one hundred twenty-five dollar and eighteen cent podcast. We're worth as much as a government handout. How does that feel to you, Maddie? Honestly, it's nice to be doing better than the government. I'll say that. Yeah, yeah, Pelosi, she said our pro- our pro- portfolio should only be worth $500 as a tax credit. I disagreed with Nancy there on many issues at this time, but how is the quarantine treating you, Matt? Well, you know, we recorded last week and it was still fresh, and now we're, I mean, another week into the quarantine, and, uh, you know, I've, I've done a really good job of building myself a life. I've uh, I've begun to... Um, really make a schedule. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm drinking alcohol whenever I want. I'm having coffee at four in the afternoon every, every day. I've been taking a bath every day. It's really nice. I've, I've also been taking a bath every day. My routine is I wake up around noon and then I putz around the house, drinking coffee, visiting my mom. And then I go to the park. I shoot jumpers for an hour then I run for an hour and a half. I draw myself a bath, fill, fill it with Epsom salts, and then I do puzzles and watch Survivor until three in the morning. It's wonderful. Yeah. This is my best life. Survivor, of all the shows to watch during the quarantine, Survivor is what you choose, huh? Well, you know me. I, I'm missing the NBA. I, I missed March Madness. For those of you who know, I had a television show funded for March Madness, so I'm probably the biggest loser in this coronavirus. So I'm getting my sports fix by going through old, commercial-free episodes of Survivor. What season are you on? Well, I'm, I'm jumping around. I looked up the best seasons. I went season 31. That's, um, you know, people they're bringing back who they liked. I went to season 20. That's heroes versus villains. I'm on that now. Very good season. I was just out <laughs> walking the dog with Gabby, my uh, lovely fiance. And she saw a guy with a survivor headband and she didn't talk to anyone in a week, in like two weeks. So she's like, oh my God, we know all about that. And this guy's like, whoa, whoa, what's going on? <laughs> uh. This kid's unloading his white claw, and he stopped, and he says that Survivor Heroes vs. Villains is the best season. So we're doing something right, at least. Is Rufus on that one? Rupert? Rupert. Rupert. Indianapolis legend Rupert. Yeah, it's Bob Knight, it's David Letterman, it's Michael Jackson, and it's Rupert from Survivor. Yeah, it's tr- it's truly gotten kind of sad over here, because I do I could tell you for a fact that Rupert hasn't posted on Instagram since 2014. Do we know if he's alive? Is he well? Is he surviving? I we would know if Rupert was dead. We it's true we would know. I don't know unless nobody's checked on him. Maybe they should check on him. Nah, there there would be. Like ripplings throughout the Indiana community. I think it would be well known. He's from he's from your neck of the woods, right? He is. He is. Have you ever seen him in person? I have seen him in person. I remember one Whoa. time we were, we were at a 
some carnival or some fair or, you know, some fried food, you know, mess. And he was there making an appearance. Did you wait in line to meet him? Of course not. I have never seen an episode of Survivor. I, I respect Rupert and his surviving, but it's not for me. Yeah, I'm not too fond of it. So you saw Rupert from afar. Yeah, I can tell it was him, though. I saw his big beard, his tie-dye, all that classicness. Yeah, he really rode the tie-dye so hard. It's like he didn't know the world already had Bill Walton. Yeah, <laughs> I love I love me some tie-dye. Uh, yeah, I, I think I think it is. Once this summer hits, it's going to be a good time. There's going to be good vibes everywhere. But you know, it's going to be there it's sooner than we know it. We are back to work. Get in church, April twelfth. What's going on there, Maddie? Is a dog licking your speaker? I can't know. I think we're fine. I'm alone. I'm not sure why it's cutting out. I'm here. I can hear you though. No dogs. Okay, maybe we're just being haunted by the ghosts of all our grandparents on this podcast because they're sure to die. Donald Trump, he says we're back to work around Easter. So congratulations, the country's open for business. Yeah, on Jesus' birthday, on on his second birthday, I should say. Yeah, he's got a double If you rise from the dead, does that become your new birthday? Yeah, people don't talk about it. People just say he came back. They don't talk about it like it's his birthday. And I think it's weird that he moves his birthday all over the place. Is it in March? Is it in April? Is it in May? Kind of a diva, Jesus. Would you take it down a peg with his birthday malarkey? Yeah, there's a lot going on right now, right? We can't be, but we can't throw you a party every year. Um, so, so, of I've course, we are recording this on Wednesday, March 25th. And the Dow Jones, it went up around 1,900 points at some point today. It's down to about 1,200 on the day. That's the total gain. And, of course, this is because of the government stimulus package. Yes, the government always stimulating packages out there, left and right. Can't stop them. Yeah, they're like a dang fluffer. That's right, just fluffing my package. Okay, so we get about $1,200, which is the same as every U.S. citizen, even though we are New Yorkers, we're out of work, I owe my apartment $3,000 in rent, $3,225, but it just came out, Cheesecake Factory will not be paying their rent, and I take all my life cues from Cheesecake Factory, so I will be following suit. Here's my problem, right? Can, and maybe I don't know if you know this or not, but I have been seeing a lot of things on how people aren't going to people in New York are they're going to put a freeze on mortgages. They're putting a freeze on, um, you know, people paying that own their homes. But there's no rent freeze. Why are we Why are we we being punished for being poor? Well, it's easier to do a mortgage mortgage forgiveness act because mortgage you're paying the same amount anyway. The principal balance will remain the same. Interest is easy to freeze, but rent, where does that where does that come from? A lot of these buildings, if they're owned outright, that the landlord's losing income. And I do believe it'll come. Cuomo said his priorities were medical workers getting supplies and rent is pretty far down the totem pole. But we have time too. It's only March twenty-fifth. We have until April first. So this would be a great like April Fool's Day joke. Like I'm just gonna call my landlord and say, "Hey, I'm paying you." It's the checks in the mail, buddy. <laughs> wink, wink. 
Yeah. Can we all start that movement? Can we tape ourselves calling our landlords on April 1st, just saying, hey, I, I know you're hurting right now, so I paid my rent in full, gave it a beat, and then just drop in April Fool's. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to pay you a little extra because I feel so bad. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel really bad, and I just, you know, I want to stay here, so I'm going to raise my rent. Yeah, I was just like, hey, um, I just feel like you getting three times the amount I get from the government to go through this and not be able to work for months and months. Um, I just don't think that's enough. $4,000 on the way. And the government says it's fine. They're giving $17 billion to Boeing. They're, and I'm sure their stock will take the trajectory of one of their damn airplanes. They will rise rapidly and quickly descend. <laughs> but will they descend and land safely or will they crash? I think they will crash. You know, airline CEOs, they recently promised the stock stock buy stop stock buybacks. That is a hard sentence. That one's not on me. And they're no longer <laughs> gonna pay dividends. That's their help from the federal government. But like in the past few days, the Boeing CEO has been really gruff with the media he's been saying we there are other routes to take we, i don't need the government's help but they took it today and they took it to the tune of 17 billion dollars insane it's crazy to me does the i mean i understand travel is a big part of 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 everything of, of life of of people's businesses but it's just really I don't know. It surprises me so much that they're they're so much like we we cannot let any of these fail. We cannot do. I, it's just it blows me away. Well, I do think it kind of exists. Like I definitely see that argument with cruise ships, but we see where the coronavirus hit the hardest in this country, and it's New York, Los Angeles, and Washington State, and Boeing. They are pretty vital to the economy of Washington State as a whole. A lot of people rely on them. It, the country needs to be in manufacturing right now, and it helps bail out the airline industry as a whole. Hmm. Okay, That's interesting. And if you look around our government, the government, at least on a federal level, is saying things are fine, we're going to get through this. But if you look at Goldman Sachs, they tell a different story. Goldman Sachs, I... Um I just read something. I didn't realize this. Um, Goldman Sachs is—they uh, invest in a bunch of stuff. They also fund a bunch of movies. Oh, what movies have they funded? Um, well, so I'm reading one of. I'm, I'm reading a book. Uh, Congratulations. King's Speed. Will you go uh, back? Yeah, thank you very much. I've really, impro- I've taken this time to improve. Uh, I, I've really taken this time to improve myself. I've been reading a book. Uh, it's actually Howard Stern's book. And uh, his newest book, and there's a segment where he actually kept it in, where he interviewed uh, Harvey Weinstein, and Harvey Weinstein talked about making all these book movies. And I guess he said that he, when he was making The Artist, I believe it was, um, people, <laughs> people at Goldman Sachs were not happy. They were not excited about it. It's a silent black and white film, and he said that people at Goldman Sachs were not hyped to be investors. Or maybe it was Lord of the Rings. It might have been Lord of the Rings they weren't hyped about. Yeah, because Goldman Sachs, you could see them be like, hey, this doesn't work. Put in, put a dog in the artist. 
Yeah, yeah, we need a dog. Otherwise, I'm out. And it's actually pretty cool. If you go out to the Goldman Sachs website, they released these reports that are that say that give their you know projections for how the economy and the nation as a whole will handle this coronavirus. And Matt, do you know the definition of the word recession? I don't actually. Yeah, so a recession, you know, it's a term that's bandied about, but I didn't realize there were actually firm parameters on it. Right, so, so you declared a recession, you have to meet certain thresholds on things, right? Yes, yeah, so it is a period of economic decline where trade and industrial activity are reduced, and it's identified by a fall in gross domestic product for two successive quarters, which we are, just due to the timing of this fiasco, it's taking up March and April primarily, we're absolutely going to hit. So we are in a recession. Well, can I ask you this then? What is the definition of a depression? Um, it- depression's what I have every winter. Ah, uh, okay. So it's <laughs> it- for, that's for three quarters out of the year. Yeah, whenever Netflix puts out a new season of Mindhunter, I get depression and I need to stay home and watch all 11 episodes. Season one was great. Season two, I stopped watching. It got a little boring. It yeah, slowed boring. down. But hey, new uh, new Ozarks on Friday. Let's get hyped. I don't like that show because they've trashed the Detroit Lions before. So I, <laughs> Jason Bateman's character made like a throwaway joke about the Lions, and I'm like, oh, fuck this guy, fuck this show, I'm out. <laughs> well, that's fair. You got a man's got to have a code. Yeah, is is there? But the thing that kind of makes me scared is that Goldman still kind of goes on these extreme projections of how the virus will hit. Like Goldman Sachs thinks 40 to 70 percent of the human human adult population could be infected with this virus. And more so, they don't think we're equipped to bounce back from this. Um, I mean, it's the, the craziest thing about this, obviously, is the unknown. The unknown is very insane. But then I also keep hearing things about how you know, it affects old people. It affects also young people. Once, if you're around it a lot, supposedly if you're around it, you're more, uh, the more you're around it, the more likely it is it's going to be worse for you. It depends on blood type. I, I keep hearing all these different things about it. So uh, I, while I do believe that they're obviously, they have numbers on their side, but, uh, and I believe that they are, you know, they're plugged into this. I still, you have to, it's like anything. You have to take whatever you're reading with a grain of salt, uh, except for staying the fuck away from each other. That is the only thing I think we can really do right now is just to stay away from each other. And, and so much of our lawmaking is geared towards the market where we're, we, we are a religious nation. We worship capitalism and we trust that the market will correct. The market will decide. It's this all encompassing force that I'm not sure our lawmakers understand. Like the market can be low. There's this discussion of the Dow Jones versus the grandma, but the Dow can come back up. Your grandmother, unlike our boy Jesus with a diva birthday, she likely cannot. Yeah, Rita only gets one birthday, all right? And my, the real fear here, if, if there are two of these things, then we're in real trouble. Because 
already the government can't do much more. This will require historic amounts of fiscal stimulus. We got to keep this bear market from turning into a true depression. That's what gold markets, Goldman Sachs says. However, we've already lowered the the interest rate so low, the Fed can't really do that much more. Right. I don't want to toot my own horn, and I think you said this also, but they cut interest rates so fucking early. They cut it so early. Because it fell in a panic, and now the market, yes, it's doing well for a day. There's no chance that it there won't be sell-offs tomorrow now that the Dow has rebounded. It's going yeah, to fall. Abs- it's, tomorrow will be right back where we were three days ago. None of these measures have any lasting impact. We need to shut down the economy, Look, pay our citizens to stay home, and get through this in six weeks as opposed to six months. Right. Uh, that is. I'm so curious to see how this is going to uh, – how, how, you know, how long is this really going to go on for? That's what's crazy. I, get, I said this a minute ago, the unknown. The, the unknown of when – I don't know when I'm going to go back to New York. I don't know when I'm going to be able to do comedy again. I don't know when I'm going to go back to work. I mean it's so – it's so insane. Well, I, I do think it will go on long enough that you should buy a U, USB microphone. So let's start making plans for that. I mean, me, am I a New Yorker anymore? Is it smart for me to break the lease on my apartment, ride it out with family and friends? Because, like, they can keep my security deposit, no problem. I've got. 8000 in my bank account and no credit card debt. I can ride it out on the road for six months on that. In New York, that gets me too. And in New York, what am I experiencing? Right. Well, we New York supposedly isn't going to peak until you know mid-April as far as corona. And there are still – cases are doubling every day in New York. Yeah, and New York, what, what – what city are we even going to go back to? We already lived in a New York City that was rapidly becoming a homogenous corporate state. And if you go to Manhattan, every intersection has a Dwayne Reed and a Chase Bank. You go to Brooklyn and things are cool, but all the cool businesses in Brooklyn can't afford to stay open. Companies like – establishments like Matchless, like Enid's, like these kind of like – backbone of Williamsburg establishments have shuttered in the past few years. Where's the city's identity? It's true. Matchless. I can't, I forget about matchless sometimes. Yeah. I mean, the whole city is going to be corporately owned like Times Square. Landlords aren't going to give. And is New York really a place where we want to live out our adult lives? Unfortunately, I think it is. And also, this like the Boeing thing is important because they are, for 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 a lot of regards, from my understanding, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I am trapped here, but they're an American company. And what this really exposes to me is all the supply chain issues we have. We've been outsourcing labor for so long. Companies have found cheaper manpower, cheaper production overseas, and they've taken these jobs there with zero ramifications, increased profits, and now we can't get anything. Uh, yeah, it's no. I think you're absolutely right. I think you hit the nail on the head. And you know, credit to you know Ford 
Motor. It's an awful company. I like it because I'm a product of Dearborn, Michigan. But it's almost like World War II because these big automakers are going to be pivoting to create ventilators. Yeah, it's interesting. All these companies are pivoting to make ventilators. There's companies pivoting to make masks. Uh, there's companies pivoting to make all this medical equipment. I just saw something. I cannot remember what it was. Patagonia or or some clothing company is, is pivoting. Maybe North Face. I think it was North Face. Patagonia, we're making vests that strangle the wearer to get rid of the 1%. Exactly. Exactly. We know how we feel about Patagonia on this podcast. We love it. We need to get our Patagonia vests. So... It's all we can really hope for. I hope they make one in camo because I'm going to need it when I'm hunting for food. And, you know, I have two negative stories. I went through one, but I'm going to put in something positive just as like a little sweet treat for us. Okay. So the U.S. government, they freed up $2 trillion. So they can't just print. They can't just give the money away. It has to actually exist. So the Department of Treasury, they minted two trillion dollar coins. Wow. That's great. It's like that Simpsons episode with the trillion dollar bill. It absolutely is the Simpsons episode. And, you know, all I want, it's a concept that like emerged during the U.S. debt ceiling crisis in 2011. We've already introduced this. But all I want is to see the trillion dollar coin. Where? I mean, yeah, come on. Where can I see it? I want, let me, I'd love to hold it, you know, see with your hands, not, or see with your eyes, not with your hands, you know. But yeah, I'd no, love to I, hold it. I didn't hold it. I, I'd love to hold it. Let me get my fingerprints on that trillion dollar coin. Put it in a vending machine. Oh, that would be so sick. To, uh, lose, well, to lose the trillion dollar coin is the peak of human activity. Well, I, I got a, I got a story for you that, uh, I didn't post in the, uh, in the, in the run up to this episode. Um, people are hoarding, people are hoarding toilet paper. What do you have right now? Are you good on supplies right now? Oh, well, I have nothing and I like it that way. I, I just started another thousand piece puzzle. So I'm good for the day. You don't have food. I mean, you don't have any food. Uh, I got a couple of lasagnas from Costco. I go. got a jar of almond butter, and I've got some paleo bars in my car. But really, I'm just coasting off family. How are you on Mountain Dew? Because a Kentucky couple was furious that they got stopped because they were trying to buy 500 cans of Mountain Dew. What? That's just a normal amount of Mountain Dew to purchase. <laughs> In the middle of a global pandemic, uh, a couple in Louisville, Kentucky, were caught on camera verbally abusing a store employee over 552 cans of Mountain Dew. And I don't know if you can picture what these people look like, but it looks uh, like... It's Louisville, Kentucky, so I'm picturing Renan Hirschberg and my father. It's two of the two very hefty people, uh, white t-shirts, matching white t-shirts, matching gray sweatpants, uh really getting into it over Mountain Dew. That's not even enough to kill these people. Uh, so well, I You know what? Them. You recycle that after the fact. You road trip up here to Michigan. You get 50 bucks back. We'll split it. I'll even put it in the machine for you. <laughs> hey, now, that's, now we're making money during the recession. All right, I like it. And so this is just, I think, 
for people of our age, roughly 30-ish, this might, might be the darkest we've ever felt towards the federal government. And You're paying something. The bailout hasn't helped, but of course there was an insider trading scandal linked to the coronavirus. Crazy. And they're going to get away with it. They're going to get away with it. We will get into it, but in late January, all all of our lawmakers were briefed on the severity of the coronavirus. And four of our senators, Richard Burr, Kelly Leffler, whose husband is chairman of the New York Stock Exchange, Diane Feinstein, and Jim Inhofe, they, within the next few weeks, liquefied millions of dollars off their portfolios, walked away with the gains, and really, it's an act of treason, and it's an act of cowardice, and I think they should get the death penalty, but they will get nothing. It's crazy. Yeah, nothing will happen. They'll be allowed to keep the money. Uh, it just goes back to what we talked about a few months back about Elon Musk tweets out something and they're like, you can't do that. That's illegal. You're fucked, bud. And then you have this and you have Donald Trump manipulating the market and nobody says anything to him. Nobody says anything to these people. Nothing will happen. Well, it, it actually – this could have gone on for a long time. But there was a study at Georgia State University that found the average rate of return for a congress for a congressperson trading stock was 25% per year. And that's a rate better than the greatest Wall Street picker who ever lived and that is the average annual return. Who is the greatest Wall Street picker that ever lived, do you know? Uh, you'd probably probably Warren Buffett or David X Bobby Axelrod. Oh man, we love Bobby Axelrod in the pod. Absolutely, um, interesting. But this study well, was wild. made. So the study was made in 2004, and the practice wasn't outlawed until 2012. Obama signed the Stock Act into law, but then of course, you know. Senate repealed some of the stipulations. That's so insane. Well, this podcast is a perfect example. Guaranteed, if anything even close to insider trading occurred on this podcast, they would use our po- they would use this as evidence against us. We would be fucked. And there's clear evidence of it taking place with people that are making millions of dollars, and they're allowed to do that. That yeah, that just pisses me right off. Well, we have a good defense against insider trading, which is we haven't made any money. So <laughs> he's like, yeah, we, we've people have given yeah, us. If you look, our margins only go down. Yeah, see, and of course our balance is up a little bit this week. I know you noticed it was the one thousand one hundred and twenty-five dollar podcast, but I yeah, threw we're up a like in, bucks. I threw a little in there. Uh, well, up. see, here's but uh, here's what I was thinking. I also I have a stock pick this week. I, I can't even really afford to pick it, but. This is uh, what I would pick. I think Marathon Petroleum is a absolute buy right now. Why is okay? So maybe, let's do our tomorrow. buys right now. Well, because I think it's an absolute buy. Maybe not now. Maybe tomorrow. It could crash down tomorrow. But uh, their 52-week high is 69, almost 70 dollars. Uh, just a couple days ago, they were trading at 16 dollars. Now I know we talked about oil is you know a, a, 
a barrel of oil, the barrel is worth more than what's inside. And that is true, but that will not be the case forever. And I do think that Marathon Petroleum is something to look into because I think that they are um, they're going to rebound, and they're going to rebound heavy, and they're going to rebound hard when they do. Uh, like I said, 52-week high, almost $70, and, I mean, just in a couple of days, they've gone up. They're, they're, tw- they're up 20% just today alone. Well, if you so. want to go that way and you really want to get in on something, see, a lot of these big oil conglomerates – they have they've splintered off. So there's Mar- Mar- Marathon Petroleum, which is going for around twenty one dollars a share, but Marathon Oil is still reaching for the bottom. You can get in on them right now for three dollars and sixty five cents a share. And you know what? I've got eight dollars sitting in my Robin Hood. Boom! Bought two shares. Taking your suggestion. Well, you bought Marathon Oil or Marathon Petroleum? Marathon Oil. Uh, well, my suggestion is petroleum. So if you want to, I don't know about oil. I don't know what this oil is. Well, I mean, Marathon Oil has a one-year high of $18. And if I can buy it for $3.65, that seems okay to me. Yeah, not bad. All right. Well, yeah. So I was I was thinking about that is one thing I, I noticed a lot today. So uh, I think that might be that's my pick for this week's episode for sure. Okay. So before I get into my pick, I think I do want to give a little bit of praise to. There's actually a watchdog group, Public Citizen, that watches a lot of our representatives' trading habits and reports on them. So they've caught a lot of wrongdoing. I think I know they contributed wow. to this. So that's an effective program on the podcast. I'd love to have someone from public citizen on there. If anyone knows how to facilitate it, drop us a line. Yeah, that would be amazing. Yeah. If anybody can get us in touch with somebody from public, what was it called? Public citizen. Yeah. Public citizen. Email us, hold my bread at com. Uh, We would love to have somebody on, but sorry, go ahead. Oh, I mean, so my pick, it's actually an index fund. Maybe I talked about this last week. I don't think I did. It's called VIX, V-I-X, and it is a anti-volatility index. You know, as things get more stable, not necessarily better, but more stable, it should just about double in price. So since volatility is at an all-time high, the VIX is at an all-time low. You can get it for around $30 a share. It normally trades for $60, $70. In our portfolio, it's a little higher because even though I don't have any money coming in, I bought five shares of it last last Friday. Interesting. Okay. I mean, it's already up over $5 a share, so it's great buy. I think it will continue to go up, so... Not bad. Um, yeah, that is. Um, well, what's the what's the stock ticker name? Is it's a you said it's V I X V I X. Okay, um, interesting. A couple uh, was this probably a year ago or so. Um, I bought U V X Y, which is I guess a different type of. Uh, uh, yeah, U V X Y. I believe they manufacture alibis. You ugly. Because I got only for the ugly. <laughs> UVXY, you ain't got no money because you're broke. Um, all right, interesting. I like that. I didn't mean to cut off your point. Go into your point. 
No, no, I don't remember my point. It's fine. Forget it. Oh, no, I ruined the podcast. Matt had had a fun moment, and I stepped all over it. I'm, I'm going to make my very first point. I'm going to make my first one. Oh. oh well, that's okay. Um, I, uh... So your pick is the VIX, and mine is Marathon Petroleum. All right, good. These are good picks. I think this is good. And I, I, I made an adjacent purchase to your pick, so there we go. That's right. We're moving. Um, let's see here. We got, what, about 10 minutes left? Um, did you see the I, – I thought this was a funny news story. Uh, you know me. I love to – when I have a free time, I love to play a video game. I love to – Get on Call of Duty and make a 12-year-old cry and wish he was back in school. Yeah, your uh, entire Instagram is you playing Call of Duty right now. I'm so good at it. You're going to come out of this as a mass shooter. No, I'm so good. No, I'm only good in virtual guns. I can't uh, – people don't appreciate how the clips I'm putting up either. I did get a couple of people messaging me being like, that was sick, that was cool. But a lot of people, I'm sure, don't appreciate it, which is fine. It's not for everybody. These are It's my quarantine content I feel is better than most. I'll say that. Yeah, I mean, seeing a video game, that's the quickest my thumb ever hits the screen. <laughs> Thank you. Next. Oh, boy. All right. Well, uh, game, stay, talking about video games, I thought it was very funny to me that GameStop came out. When they were determining who was going to close and who wasn't, uh, GameStop decided they were uh, essential uh, and they weren't going to close. They they said we were essential retail and therefore immune to lockdown. Did you see that? What a bunch of heroes! Gee, I mean, come on, man. These we these people, these nerds, need their games. Um, it's funny because the GameStop is owned. I believe is still owned by like a ninety year old man. Uh, yes, I believe it. I remember, I'm a little older than you. I go back to the Funko Land days. Ah, yes. But you know what? Video games, they never resonated with me. I got a real liberal mom. She didn't let me play video games till I was 10. And by then, it was just too late for me. They didn't click. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things, uh, for some people. But, well, so it was funny, because they were like, we're not going to close. And then two days later, they were like, you are closing. We are closing you down. You are shut down. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was just a matter of time before lawmakers found out that video games are downloadable. They, oh, I mean, it's so insane. There's no need for GameStop at all. Nobody still buys physical copies of anything. I, I don't know why you'd need it. It's, it's I, don't, I don't know. If you show a judge how long it takes to download a video game, maybe he would approve them as an essential business. Like, sure, I don't approve of GameStop being open, but I totally get it. Well, here's the deal, though. When you buy a game, you still have to put it in your Xbox and you have to download it. It has to be downloaded from the disc. Like, you still have to install it from the disc. And granted, it will go faster if you just download it from the disc, but you still have to install it. So there you go. Okay, so that's great. And uh, we, we went over, like, a lot of companies, like, I love Markers, coverage of what's going on. And a lot of people are saying, like, oh, these things will be good. People are Googling freezers like crazy, up 440% on SEO. People are Googling bidets, 300% more than they were. And a lot of people are going to really like go all in on home workout equipment 
which is why it's stunning to me that the Peloton stock is plummeting. It's crazy. This is exactly what they were. This is what they were. I mean, the Corona, this is like prime for that. They should be printing money right now, it seems like, you know? And if nothing else, like their public appearance, every person I know brought up that stupid Peloton ad and said, I guess that husband wasn't so bad after all. That's right. Exactly. Remember Christmas morning? Now, now you, you miss it now. Yeah, we we thought we were being real pithy, but, you know, the financial concern is so much that Peloton sales are kind of lagging. Yeah, I mean, I think the barrier of entry is still too high. They're still very expensive. Yeah, their their presence is as a luxury item, and you could see that the big Wall Street isn't in on them because while most indexes fell 10% last week, Peloton fell 17%. Wow, that's crazy. And they've they've had a, a little bounce back there. Market cap is up to nearly $7 billion again, so not so bad. Interesting. That's... Uh... Yeah, I've, I've, I've still I read that Pel, I rode that Peloton that uh, at your building and it was nice. And that that was even a knockoff, so I imagine the real thing is even better. Yep. Back really when cool. I had a building. Yep. Well, do you have anything we'd uh, you'd like to add, we should end on? Of course, we got to talk about our favorite company. Oh yeah, let's hit it. We work. We work, sure we do. We built our we built this podcast on the back of WeWork News. Absolutely. And while the rest of the country is closing down, people are being ticketed for leaving their homes for non-essential bi- reasons. WeWork has stayed open. Only two branches have closed. Both those branches had confirmed coronavirus cases. It takes a lot to close a WeWork. Not only are they not closing, like it's so funny to me that there's so many messages out there and most of the messages that I'm seeing, the loudest ones are, please stay home, please just be safe and don't, uh, you know, don't get yourself sick, stay away, as opposed to WeWork that are paying people, they're trying to, they're trying to grease the palms of people to get them to come in. hundred dollars to, to risk coronavirus and work from a WeWork. A hundred dollar bonus, holy moly, that's not enough if you ask me. I mean, the way things are going, you might see me in a lot of WeWorks pretty soon. If there was any, com- if there was ahead, any company you could you could pull a grift on, WeWork would be the one. Yeah, now's our time, Joel. This is what we do. All right, nobody tell anyone this, but this is what we do, Joel. We sign up, we get a job, then we put on mustaches and different hats and different coats, and we make $100 every day at a different WeWork. <laughs> Yay! That's we could probably make two hundred dollars a day scamming WeWorks. That sounds good. All right, I like this. This is a scheming podcast. This has given me a lot of time to scheme during the quarantine. It's a corn scheme, they call it. And you know, there is a sense of normalcy because we're all facing different problems related to this pandemic, and I get so much stability from realizing that WeWork is handling this worse than anybody. So one of the takeaways from this whole quarantine is that the time is now for for the work from home movement, and it's going to go that way for a lot of workplaces. But WeWork, all of their properties have 
years, sometimes decades-long leases. Yes. Oh, wow. I guess I didn't realize that. Yeah, that's uh, there. No wonder they're trying to convince people to not work from home. Yeah. And the economy already feels so vastly different than it did six months ago when we started this podcast. Five years from now, why would you ever go to a co-working space? It's, I mean, it really is showing how many people are capable of just working from home. Yeah. I mean, I got no money for doing nothing, and that's fair. If there is some job that involves doing puzzles and watching six episodes of Survivor, I'd be very interested in hearing about it. But at this time, I'm good. I'm just going to do my WeWork scam until they are inevitably closed for good and they take down a Japanese banking conglomerate in the process. That's exactly it. Until I can get paid to play Call of Duty and sleep until noon every day, I don't know what I'm going to do. I feel like I'm back in high school. Yeah, it kind of rules. I go for long runs, I shoot jumpers, and my mom makes me dinner. Yeah, it's not bad. I got, you, you, if you think I don't have pizza waiting for me downstairs, you're crazy. Oh, where did she make the pizza or did she order it? We ordered in. Or we got Ooh. carry out. From, from where? A local establishment called Mozzie's Pizza. Great. You see the Domino's workers are now striking. There's rumors of a general strike for all for the entire U.S. workforce. And the Domino's workers have kicked it off. I did not see that. Wow. My mom still working uh, the credit union. Uh, Did you know this? A financial institution cannot be closed for more than six days in a row. Wow. You have to be able to access your money. Okay. So, so my mom has been at work. Uh, I mean, they closed the inside of the branch, so they're just doing drive up. But um, I thought that was I thought that was very interesting. That is interesting. I, I had no idea about that. So your mom's one of the heroes. She is. She is. My sister works at a grocery store. So here we are, as always, paling in comparison to the women in our lives. That's right. That is exactly. Right. Uh, she was. She's been at work the last couple of days, and I've been drinking White Claws before noon. Wonderful. At least you're not getting too many calories. No, absolutely but, not. Uh, honestly, it's like drinking water. So, and there's no sugar in them, so I feel great. Yeah, and you know what can you do? At the very least, Warren Buffett has come out and said he believes we're going to bounce back. He likes the economic out, outlook. I believe him. So there's hope for us yet. If Warren likes it, I think we're going to be okay. The Buffmeister General says it's going to be fine. I believe it. Okay. So, Maddie, I think we're good here. Um, anything you want to plug? Anything you want to fit in? Um, I don't think so. Um, follow, just follow me on Instagram. If you want to see how good I am at this video game. Um, I feel normally I'm not allowed to play video games as much cause I have to, you know, be productive and live my life, but I've really let myself go. I'm playing a lot of call of duty. I'm getting pretty good at it. So follow me on Instagram. Matt Backus sucks on Instagram. Um, I'm going to do, I guess I'm doing Remy Casimir's comedy show next Wednesday. Okay. Where? Um, I don't really know how it works, but she gets a lot of views and it's live streaming on Instagram. So look up, follow Remy Casimir on uh, Instagram 
and she's been doing live shows the last couple days and she has like 30,000 Instagram followers and she gets a lot of views so I guess I'll be doing that so next Wednesday catch me on uh, Remy Casimir's comedy virtual comedy club heck yeah that's wonderful as for me I have a new NFL podcast coming out on the Props Network look it up on iTunes there will be Props Network I will be you know just kind of doing my typical funny football shit putting in some jokes and analyzing the season as it happens and I will put it out on my Insta on my Twitter and I'd love for you to support this because they're paying me a little bit of money to do it and I need it that's great I love to hear that alright well great that's awesome Joel uh, I will definitely check that out I'm excited I'm thinking about placing some bets on the draft that's how much I need money oh absolutely I'm, I'm thinking about placing bets on the next time you have sex <laughs> hey yeah luckily I had sex before uh, before this all happened yeah I mean but really like when will it be you're at your mom's house you can't really meet anyone are you on Tinder I'm on it I'm not really swiping though not swiping, but on it. Well, that's the dog signaling that the pod is over. Nice chatting with you, Maddie. I hope Good our listeners up. stay safe and they stay inside. Yes. Thank you so much for listening. Bye.